Um, this episode particularly is going to be a bit different to the last episode. Um, this is quite, it's going to be a much more informative, um, monologue based thing, considering I'm not actually talking to a guest. And this will be particularly about one guy and I'll be talking about Manu Chao through the story and the ideas of his 1998 debut album, Clandestino. Um, yeah, I, I wanted, I wanted to talk about him. He's, he's, a he's a rare, rare musician who there's, there's very little albums and there's very, there's a very few, there's very few artists that have remained in like my favorites for so long, just like, and they, they always produce like the same consistent novel feelings as I did way back when I was a kid, when I first heard them. Um, and clandestine was one of them. I think I never, I never quite put my finger on why it was so important and like special to me when I first heard it until I read up on the story and then it made sense like a pin drop. Um, it, I mean, it, yeah, I thought I'm, 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 I'm afraid of getting too pretentious, but you know, that's how it is, man. We're learning. Um, so yeah, his story, he's originally from the Basque country and at a young age, he had to flee from, um, the Basque country to Paris because of the, um, to flee from the, the dictatorship of Francisco Franco Bahamondi, who became the ruler of Spain after the civil war. And this idea of immigration, um, is the key theme running through all of his work and even the name clandestino, the word literally means illegal immigrant in Spanish. Uh, and this idea of immigration, and we're going to talk a bit about his political leanings and his, um, and his, his, you know, other stuff that he kind of hints at in his lyrics and his, and his samples. He's a very sample based musician that I'll also talk about in a bit. Um, yeah, briefly in a bit. Um, but firstly, this idea of immigration, it's very obvious in his, um, in his self-titled song. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the first song of the album called Clandestino. And it's, it's for the, um, it's talking about the idea that, you know, asylum seekers, migrants, gypsies, they, um, tend to be viewed as less or inferior, but, um, we're all human. That's, that's the idea that whatever, whatever we are, whatever your background, we, we're human. And music is, a, is the collective therapy for that. Uh, an idea that he has is that our world, um, lacks sp enough spaces for collective therapy. This is like a quote of his, I think. And it's the idea that like, you know, when people go to concerts and when people watch music, it's the one time that we can like fuck off our backgrounds and our ethnicities and dance and love for a common cause, which is quite cliched for a musician, but it's unique. It's from a unique perspective with Manu Chao because he's lived in it and he's not to say that other musicians haven't, but he's, it's, it's, it's way more raw and like, I don't know, it's different. I'll talk about it. Um... Yeah, one of my favorite lyrics from that album, one that just kind of like, even though I don't speak Spanish, it, it just sticks. It's like, it's a hard hitting, um, 
provocative, straightforward thing. It just sounds good. Like some lyrics just sound good. Do you know what I mean? Some some musicians, some lyricists have a good na- have a knack for like putting together words and to for using words that just sound good together. Like that's a large part of lyrics and a, part, a large part of rapping, for example, is my opinion is finding words that just sound good. And it, 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 of course, it's about the meaning. I'm not saying it's not, but it's like, that's a skill in, in and of itself. Um, so he says, Partido en el corazón de la grande Babylon, which, excuse my poor accent, but it means, it means he's lost in the big heart of, of Babylon, which is a, I believe, the, the Rasta term for like corrupted and, and decadent cities. And so he's just saying that he feels while he's fleeing and while he's being immigrant, he's 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 lost and he's a ghost, which is another lyric in this big in this big city that that uh, the, the big city called Babylon supposedly. Um, and yeah, in the music video, he he the music video is basically centered around a bunch of like people, old, uh, young, just a diverse group of people from different ethnicities singing his lyrics and it has that kind of like collective vibe that i've been talking about yeah and later on him and his brothers formed the band mano negra mano negra means that sorry this was before he went solo so mano negra means the black hand um and i'm assuming that um has something to do with what i've spoken about maybe as i do great immigration but i'm not too sure but they were huge they were a huge huge band in south america and europe um, they signed on to Virgin Records. They did amazingly, um, but they split up as any great band does at some point. That's how time works. And yeah, and he, there were just like band tensions. I, I mean, it's 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 very likely considering you know you're, you're in a band with a family. There's going to be like clashes. And he was a primary visionary, so I'm assuming, yeah. I suppose they turned on him um, because they weren't happy with that direction of the band. But they would initially, supposedly, their story is that they would initially busk in the streets and busk in subways. And um, this, and thinking about a quote that he said in an interview, it was a very that was that um, busking was a very key part in in creating a style of his music. Um, he he said he made a really interesting point which was in in a subway when you when you're performing to people when you're performing to commuters to, to people going about their day going to their jobs like you have two minutes one minute to change their mind from irritation to love to to compassion and to like to like good energy you know you have two minutes to change their mind it's almost like being a salesman so that was key in in creating the the, the vibe that he he like pioneered and that was very very original to him which is this very like punky street vibe that's just quick and it's got vitality it's energetic um and i think i think that linked with that it's it's like street music so about this yeah but then they split up they split up and he also split up with his girlfriend and then he went off on a three year three four year travel around the world where he was just depressed, suicidal. He had a run with a cow, apparently, and the story of how he supposedly—I'm I, I, not actually too sure on the story—but supposedly he was, about to, he was about to commit suicide, and he just saw a cow and like looked at this beast's eyes and saw compassion, and 
and love staring back at him. So he was like, fuck it. I'm not going to commit suicide, which is quite touching, I think. Um, yeah. And he used music as therapy, which people do. It's it's likely. And he, he used music to, as initially as therapy. He didn't expect any of the songs to be on a record and to do as well as they did. But he got back to Paris. He started recording them. He started compiling them together with his good buddy, Renaud Legard, I think is the name. Renaud Renaud Letang, I think is his name. Um, and supposedly the, the first version of the song was really like electronic based. He loved electronica. He he, he implemented a lot of like um, generator drums and samples and remix sounds, remix shakers and stuff. And supposedly Renault's laptop just crashed um, and loads of the electronic layers got stripped and what was left was very minimalistic guitar acoustic guitar singing and you know rem like embellishments of remix sounds like a lot of sample sample stuff a lot of sampled political quotes that i'll get onto in a sec um and going back to why i said like it it touched me in a certain way and i didn't understand why it was this signature sound that it was like while it was minimalistic and very acoustic but there was the impression that it was it was different it was like it was new it was it was ahead of its time in a certain way and understanding the story you know brings me closer to like why it sounds like that so what i can it's like it's like bohemian it's very bohemian it's very street but it's very forward and it's very like aware like self-aware if that makes sense that's probably another pretentious thing um let me know man if i'm being pretentious at any point i i'm pretty aware of when i'm being pretentious and I think I've, this is my third take of this. <laughs> so I think I, I, I do I do get caught in the trap. So, you know, let me know if I'm, you know, rambling on a bit. Um, Really interesting point about the mixing. The, the mixing process for the album went something like this. He, again, going back to this idea of collectivity and to using music to, like, communicate with people, even if you're a fucking kid, which the mix, the mixing process was apparently he, him going with different mixing versions to his next door neighbor who had kids of three, age three and six, and just presenting them these different versions of the song and see of the songs and seeing what mixes they like most. And then he just used the, the, the children's preferences. Those are the, those are the versions he used for the record, which is quite, again, quite touching. Um, and again, it was released by Virgin Records. Um, I don't know. There's no specific reason why I keep talking about Virgin Records, but I'd say it's because in in when releasing this record in 1998, it was it actually didn't do very well, and I think it was partly because it was released in a very low key way, where marketing wasn't it. There wasn't much marketing for it, and this allowed. This not only meant that it took a very long time to actually get to the top of the charts, which it did for 10 years in France, supposedly. Sorry, four years in top 10 in the French charts, which is nuts. That wouldn't happen nowadays. I don't know what the difference is, but things, times have changed. That four years. I mean, is that normal? I don't know. That's, that is nuts for me. Four years staying in the charts. But, um, supposedly yeah it didn't it didn't do too too well at first like any timeless song tends to perform and 
it took a while, it took a while to get there. But I think this allowed fans to not be shoved the song down their throats and to be told how they should feel about the album or the songs, which is like, the next big hit, Manu Chao's Clandestino, about his travels around South America and Spain, the new Che Guevara, but for music. It wasn't anything like that. It was like, it was like, um, quite organic and spontaneous. Maybe it was, a, uh, it was, it was intentional. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it had nothing to do with it. Maybe it did. Um, yeah, I want to talk about his politics a bit. He, it, it seems like his lyrics are infused with some kind of political message, but you know, to this day, I don't even know because like it's so elusive. It it doesn't seem like he it was intentional. At least it was it was just. I guess he just liked ideas that were humanist humanistic. Is that even a word? Humanitarian, um, and he was apparently very closely affiliated affiliated with the Zapatistas, who were. Um, a socio-political anarchist group in Mexico, and they are they they have an ide- ideology that I find very interesting that I don't know much about. I'm not by any mean by any means politically versed. Don't ask me about politics in the comments, which there'll be hundreds of comments. But yeah, they have a very interesting ideology, which is like alter alter globalization, which is not anti. It struck me as weird that I was. That they weren't anti-globalization, but they were like they were proponents for a new form of globalization, which was like the the emphasis on not economic values that normal original globalization, I guess, is promoting, but more like environmental issues. And yeah, read up on alter globalization and the Zapatistas. I think he used the 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 a speech from the the head of the the leader of the Zapatistas in the song Clandestino, so you'll hear that, and it's in Spanish. I don't understand it. Um, but anyway, so there's the the, the summary, the spark notes to take from it. Like this post if you think I should do a spark notes. Comment if you think I shouldn't. Um, subscribe if you like the podcast. Um, to summarize, it's uh, he is evidently a good bloke um, who, you know, who who has a he has a message, he has a story, and that's the most important part of music. It's got to come from something. It's not going to be cheap and shallow. That's not music, bruv. And I talked about perfect uh, can be music but rare 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 acts often have unique stories and they often have a a, ver- a conviction you know they have something to talk about that and it's it, i'm not even saying like oh yeah when you go to a gallery you got to look at the message you got to look like at the biography to understand it you can just often tell when there's like then when there's when the when the artist is more thoughtful and when the artist has is trying to say something, not just like, not just doing it for you know no reason. There's you can often tell it's weird. You can just tell. I get that impression anyway. Like, why is it that me not knowing anything about politics, not knowing anything about Buena Vista Social Club or Manuchao Cesaria Vora, had they they struck me as like really powerful, but I didn't know their story. I didn't even know the lyrics, but they were like. 
that that's I think that's a test testimonial or that's a great example of 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 when you can just understand music without understanding the lyrics or the content you just you just know they're talking about good shit because of like the tonality and the tamra no, I'm kidding but yeah you get what I mean it's 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 an interesting thing very interesting thing but yeah I hope you enjoyed hope you enjoyed the show we talked about Manushao I'll, I'll I guess I'll play some some of his songs I'll play um one of my favorites and I'll probably just play clandestino or something um yeah hoy día luna día pena hoy me levanto sin razón hoy me levanto y no quiero hoy día luna día pena hoy día luna día pena hoy me levanto sin razón Hoy me levanto y no llego a ninguna destinación. Arriba la luna, oea. Arriba la luna, oea. Hoy día luna, día pena. Hoy me levanto sin razón. Hoy me levanto y no quiero. Hoy día luna, día muero, arriba la luna, oea, arriba la luna, oea, arriba la luna, oea. Voy a inventar el aterrizaje forzoso. 